7 o'clock. Good morning, pile. Jim along with Cake on this Friday. Glad to have you along for the ride as always. You can text or call the show, 970-242-1340. Stay wrestling tournament underway for the boys and the girls. And area wrestlers off to a good start. Oh, yeah. Fruta and Central, they're in the top 10 right now in the team standings. The District 51 Phoenix girls, they're currently third, just to point out a second place heading into the second day. It's pretty good. So we'll talk more about that coming up. University of Colorado men's basketball team, they go on the road to Tempe. They suffered that one-point loss at the CU Events Center back in December. Buffs get some payback against the Sun Devils and Bobby Hurley last night on the road. Broncos, looks like it very well could be Rex Ryan, but as we talked about yesterday, that um, Vance Joseph, according to reports, to be interviewed for the Broncos defensive coordinator position. And you know, he had a good week of practice, so. He always does. Nobody has a better week of practice than Vance Joseph. Nobody. Even though they went 11-21 and 21 in his two seasons Ew. as the Broncos head coach. Yucky. We've talked about it. Where all reports, Ian Rappaport, Tom and uh, Mike Garofolo with the NFL Network, they reported that Rex Ryan right now has the inside track on the job. Broncos are slated to talk with Vance Joseph about the job because of the hiring of Jonathan Gannon as the Cardinals' new coach. Jonathan Gannon, of course, defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. He's going to have a lot of the the say over things defensively in uh, Arizona, so... uh, those audios to Vance. They had back-to-back years that the Cardinals under Vance were a top 15 scoring defense until this last season (laughs) when they went all the way to 31st. There are 32 teams in the National Football League file. That means you're almost, almost DFL dead freaking last. And that was kind of the thing that was pointed out when he first got the Broncos job was that when he was D.C. in, like, Miami. They were bottom half of the league defense. Right. Like, I I don't get it. I just – and I think the talent for the Broncos is there, particularly with guys like Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan. You know, Vance Joseph is a defensive back by by heart, by trade. So that like Colorado, and, that would help maybe. But I mean, I, he's Vance Joseph. I <laughs> and to me, Sean Payton's gonna be focused on the offense as well. He should. That's what he does. Right. So whoever's in charge of the defense, man, that's that's gotta be your gig. That's your gig. That's what you. That's your baby. He might have the occasional thought or two, and he's going to be the head coach. Obviously, he's the head coach. He's going to have some thoughts. But it's going to be pretty much that side of the ball. Whoever's running it, that's their baby. They're not going to have a, a, a lot of discussion unless things are going badly. Right. 
was Sean Payton about the defense. And you know, we went through the numbers for Rex Ryan. I get it. It's been what six years since he's coached. Well, Dick Dick Vermeil was fifteen years between coaching. We worked TV, won a Super Bowl, got him to two in St. Louis. I I just you know when you look at the numbers for Rex Ryan as a defensive coordinator, the Ravens were consistently a top ten, if not a top five defense. That carried over to his time with the Jets. Right. And and you know, people are like, oh, look how terrible he was with the Jets. You look back at it, and even Buffalo, it wasn't horrific. It, it wasn't great. I mean, they he did have two AFC championship game appearances with the Jets. With, with Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. The, the Sanchez. With a Tim Tebow-esque 54% completion percentage. <laughs> yeah, you know, but their defenses were great. Their their offense was just good enough, and they they got to two AFC championship games. And so, and then a Buffalo. I mean, with Tyrod, Tyrod, Taylor as his quarterback, they finished under 500, but it was, what, seven wins? I mean, it, was, it wasn't this disaster everybody tries to make it out to be. It was like on the precipice of 500. Yeah, or, or an AFC championship game appearance twice with the Jets. Is it because we know too much about Rex Ryan? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that, that maybe that's why some people are a little off-put. And I would be one of those people, by the way. I'm not 100% sure about Rex Ryan coming to Denver and being the D.C. Not necessarily for anything specifically football-related, just we know too much about the guy and he's been on TV and look I, I, look I, my thoughts are this okay on on Rex Ryan I get it you know there's the foot fetish thing the videos that's it was with his wife I mean which was it's it's it was weird it was creepy he was dressed up as a cop and he pulled her over and he hired he hired somebody to shoot this by the way it's that's it, that's the, the bizarre thing it wasn't some this wasn't like on their iPhone or or something yeah and so I I just you know I'm yeah it's that's that's bizarre it's weird I'm I understand that I I get it. But to me, what does that have to do with him being a defensive coordinator? Well, it does, doesn't. That's it doesn't have it, doesn't have anything to to do with that. And and so, I mean, he's been working on on ESPN now for for several years. His teeth are way too white. Okay, they, they're blindingly white. It's so it's, far. If our criticisms criticisms of him are that his teeth are too white and he has a foot fetish. And that's why he shouldn't be the Broncos, D.C. Well, then there's a lot of people doing a lot of jobs out there that shouldn't be doing them. I mean, we because never because they've, they've done as worse things than that. I I mean, we never we never learned what a Jiro Evero and his wife like to do in the bedroom. So you know, <laughs> well, I and because it's it's none of our business. That's well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and you know, in the case with Rex Ryan, you know, somehow that that video got out, and it was like, wow, that's creepy and weird. And and so, okay. Then then he gets you know ripped for that, and he could be a very he's a very bombastic guy. 
He's a big personality. And, you know, we, we talked about it, Buckeye and I did, about, you know, could that be an issue with Sean Payton? Well, he's already worked with his twin brother, Rob. Rob was his D.C. He knows what it's like to work with Orion. And so I don't think it's anything that, you know, you, you go, okay, there's there's red flags here about, about Rex Ryan. I just look at the numbers as him as a DC and what his defenses did when he was a head coach. And I feel pretty good seeing that. Yeah, it'd be nice if he if it was more recent that he had been coaching the last few years as a DC or whatever the case may be. Right. But I just feel like right now, here's a guy that, that had an incredible track record. And maybe the track record wasn't... You're not hiring to be the head coach here. It's like you know, everybody's so fixated about that. He's not the head coach. Sean Payton's the head coach. Rex is going to run the defense if they end up hiring Rex Ryan. And so, Pyle, I'll, I'll pose the question to you today. I mean, who would you rather have, Rex Ryan or Vance Joseph? Oh, God. I'm going to say this is going to be a landslide, that's, right? That's not, even, that's not even close. It's Rex Ryan. I will say this, though. There is something to be said, and and – Maybe it's just because I think Broncos country can agree that of the of all of the coaching staff decisions that were made this past year, there were several awful ones, not the least of which was the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. But Ajiro Evero was probably the one bright spot, save for, you know, Jerry Rosberg at the end. For the whole season, Ajiro Evero was the best coaching best member of the coaching staff of the Broncos. And I think there is something to be said about bringing in somebody that is relatively fresh, has some new ideas, a guy like Evero who has plenty of of acumen, of plenty of knowledge, has worked under guys like Vic Fangio, you know, was was under when he was with the 49ers. So I, I guess you're, you're going, where, where are you going with this? Because Vero didn't want to stay there. He, he didn't, he didn't. But, know, I, but I think there is something to be said about not bringing in these retreads, these Rex Ryans, these Vance Josephs. I, but I, but if, I, it's a, if it's a retread, pardon me, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I guess I'm going to be a jerk and interrupt here. <laughs> it's all right. To me... But you look at Rex Ryan's track record, and you can throw the word retread out there if you want to. Okay, as a head coach, I could see where that would be. Okay, that's a fair thing to say. But as a defensive coordinator, he had a perennial top 10 defense. As a defensive coordinator, would you not want to hire somebody that had great success at a particular side of the ball like Rex Ryan's had? He's been a... His defensive coordinator numbers and the defense, which he played a role in in, in New York, right? They were they were top ten, if not top five, defenses. Yardage, scoring. I mean, okay, if, once again, it seems like everybody getting, getting caught up. He's not going to be the head coach of this team. That's Sean Payton. If you're hiring for what he's done in the past as a defensive coordinator, it's it's a no brainer when it comes to that. And. The Broncos have tried, okay, the one shiny new toy that they they brought in last year was a Giro Vero, and that worked, and you're right about that. 
And it's good to, I think it's good to have fresh ideas, new people come in sometimes. But sometimes if somebody's just good at what they do. Can't argue with that. Do you not want to hire them for what they're good at doing or what they've been good at doing? I mean, I, I can't argue with that. No, I, 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 I just, you know, we, we get all giddy when, you know, you know all these new faces, Dwayne Stukes and Ajiro Vero comes in and, you know, Justin Outen and Nat Hack was getting his first crack at being a full-time head coach. And I got sucked up in that. Hey, it's, it's going to have fresh faces, new ideas, new perspective. Until you realize that most of the people on that staff, the, the lack of experience came back to hurt Denver. With the exception on the defensive side of the football. It came back to bite them in the butt. Right. And so now you got Sean Payton. Skins on the wall. Lombardi Trophy. And he's putting together a staff with right now with, with people that he knows. Declan Doyle, Zach Strafe. They uh, reportedly uh, interviewed Chris Richard for the defensive coordinator opening. He's got ties to to Sean Payton in the past, working for the Saints. He's uh, you know been with the Cowboys. He's been a defensive backs coach, passing game coordinator. Um, last season, he was back with the Saints after time in, in Dallas. And he was the co-DC in in New Orleans. He was the secondary coach. They finished second against the pass, fifth in total yards, ninth in points allowed. He's forty three years old, so he's he's a youngish coach. He kind of he kind of fits what you're talking about. It's a guy that Sean Payton knows, right? And I could see that be the case here that that a guy like Chris Richard ends up getting that job because Sean Payton, at least right now, with if the early Formation of his coaching staff gives us any indication he's going with people that he knows, people that he trusts, people that that he's worked with before. Most people tend to lean that way. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to build around people that I know because I know what their strengths and their weaknesses are. I, I I know we have a relationship where they, they know me, they know what a, prickly son of a gun I can be and they know how to work with me and they know how to deal with me and I could see that being how this plays out too I mean and they, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no, you're good. I, feel, I feel bad I don't I no, didn't no, want no. to do it's, that just, well and you talk about coaches bringing on guys that they know Nathaniel Hackett did virtually the same thing <laughs> he brought Justin Outen in but he brought lots of guys in though that hadn't that hadn't coached before. That hadn't, that hadn't really, that had, you know, hadn't been, you know, coordinators, position coaches. Right. And and some of these, the same true with Declan Doyle and, and some of these guys a little bit. That, But they've been around a long time, though. They've been around Sean Payton. And they're guys that have more, more time in the league than some of the guys that Nathaniel Hackett promoted to some of these spots. Right. And, but here's the thing too, you got Sean Payton, you got a veteran head coach, not his first rodeo, where if there is somebody that maybe lacks a little experience and needs a little help, Sean Payton's the guy to go, hey, what are you doing? That's stupid. Don't do that. Right. Do we, do we, you know, like he, like he said the other day, slow to hire, quick to fire. That's his mantra. He's going to hire the right people. And if for some reason it doesn't work out, 
there's not going to be, oh gosh, it's just another week and we'll see if we can get this turned around or give them three more weeks to get this turned around or players have got complaints about filling the brand, you know, Butch Berry. Sean Payne's like, if it's not working, you're gone. I have no time for this. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. If you're, if, you're, if you're not working out, you're gone. I know Broncos country is frustrated that he hasn't hired everybody right out, you know, right out of the gate. And, and boom, boom, boom. But he's trying to get it right the first time. Well, he doesn't have to go back and fire a bunch of guys because, okay, didn't do my due diligence. We were in a hurry to get a staff put together. And that's why a lot of these guys are Saints guys because they're guys that he knows and he knows what he's getting right out of the box. There's not this me getting getting to know you, getting this this you know. <laughs> no more musical stuff for me this morning. There's there's none of this dance, this this coaching dating that has to go on where I get to know you and know how you feel about things and what's your philosophy and right. And that's the deal with Rex Ryan. Yes, he's not worked with Rex Ryan, but he's worked with Rob, twin brother. That's about as close as. Getting to work with the actor, you're gonna with, get. With that guy yeah. as you're going to get. So, I, I just, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to put that out there today as a question because it shouldn't even be a question. If it's Rex well, Ryan, Vance Joseph, and it's and it really, it really isn't a question. It is, or do you want neither one? Well, the other name that was mentioned was Chris Richard. You said, yeah, the guy. Right, Chris Richard, former Seahawks defensive back. and So, and I don't have his resume pulled up just yet. I've, I've got it here in front of me if you'd like me to. Would you like me to let's, yeah, quickly let's, hit on a few of these things? Let's, let's hear Eventually it. He played for the Seahawks, started his coaching career in Seattle. He was assistant defensive backs coach and then uh, moved up to uh, their coordinator in 2015, as far as the we moved up to coordinator, uh, or were, to help, he was in charge of the secondary, I should say, because he wasn't the coordinator, I don't believe, at that time. Um, they won the Super Bowl, the Broncos, uh, twice ranked top five in scoring during that span, in scoring defense. They went to the Cowboys, became a DB's coach there, passing game coordinator for uh, leaving for New Orleans in 2021. And then he was the co-DC and secondary coach. Saints finished second against the pass, fifth in total yards, ninth in points allowed. Regarded as a strong communicator and a, a very good instructor who at one point in time drew some cons- consideration for being maybe a head coach. See, and the thing that, that sticks out to me, he was the defensive backs coach for the Seahawks, when they had the Legion of Boom, yeah, that that right there has already sold me. I mean, he's got he's he's got a track record where wherever he's gone, and he's got a point. ring. You know who doesn't have a ring as a head coach? Rex Ryan. He, he doesn't. He does as an assistant coach, though. So we'll be fair yeah, to him. yeah. Let's let's be fair. He did. And he had a very long track record of very, very good defenses. Yeah, I think if I uh, and look, by no means am so Chris I. Chris Richard a, was, I'm sorry, he was the DC when Dan Quinn left for Atlanta. So he was their DC when they won the Super Bowl. 
Super Bowl Forty Eight. So there you go. I mean, I, I forgot if because remember was Quinn still there, and he he just left. So he's had success in this league. This guy that Sean Payton and, has some and, familiarity with, and and look, co-defensive coordinator, secondary coach for the Saints, most recently, and you know the the Saints. <clears throat> excuse me, they have an All-Pro defensive back on their team, and you're going to get you you've, you got an All-Pro, you got two All-Pro defensive backs on the Broncos, and Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan. The more I am looking at Chris Richard, and and I was, I've always kind of been hesitant when this first announced that Rex Ryan was in the potential running for the DC job in Denver. Imme- immediately, I'm like, no, 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 no. He's been out of the league for too long. He's doing TV too long. He went on the Amazing Race and was the second team eliminated. <laughs> you know, at, but then you got a guy like Chris Richard who's currently in the league, currently a coach. He has been a relatively successful defensive assistant coach. He knows he knows Sean Payton too. I would I would be the guy that would we have to correct one thing. It is Richard, by the way. I forgot it's Richard. Chris Richard. Not Richard. It's Chris Richard. Well either way. Chris Richard, I I would kind of be the guy if it were me kind of championing him a little bit to be the D.C. in Denver. Definitely not Vance Joseph. I'm just, look, I, Chris Richard wouldn't wouldn't bother me because he's had success. I mean, he's had, you know, the, the Seahawks are the number one scoring defense in 2015. He also called if it's a place for... Well, the Cowboys had some pretty good defenses too. I mean, he's he's had success around the league, and he's forty three. Got some thoughts on that today, pile. Text or call nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Okay, one final one before we get to uh, what's happening. Brought to you by Com West. Football season now never ends. <laughs> it does not because the XFL starts tomorrow. My question for you, pile. Are you footballed out? Or are you ready for some Hollywood football? Because we know it's not real football. Oh, yeah, no. It's just according Hollywood. to uh, the USFL commercials that ran during the Super Bowl. Apparently, that wasn't real football we watched last Sunday either. What are you doing? What are you doing, USFL? <laughs> Who sided off? Well, it's Fox. Fox owns the league. Why is Fox cake letting... Why are they running spots where, the, you know, the real football is coming up in April? No, you're watching the real football right now from State Farm Stadium with the Chiefs and the Eagles. I don't get it. I'm just like... I don't get it. Okay, you want to take shots at the XFL that's Hollywood football or whatever, but when they use the phrase real football, I'm going... Come on. uh, We're we're watching the Super Bowl right now. It's the creme de la creme. You literally can't get more real than that. It's the best football league ever. You're, you're going to find anywhere. It's not, and it's not even up for debate. It's not even close. And up until, College football's closer to being like the NFL than you guys are. And up until the last two minutes, that was actually a really good Super Bowl. <laughs> so, are you going to watch any of the XFL this weekend? Being a purveyor of alternative football leagues and being a football junkie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I'll be watching some XFL. 
I've got other stuff well, I, I got to well, do. Well, I watch so. every. I'm like, I, I'm like, likewise as well. I don't. I don't have. <laughs> you have, you don't have a bunch of free time. To every single second of XFL, I will be watching some XFL though. Thought about the other day. We now will be on pretty much a 365 football calendar. Which wasn't the NFL kind of trying to do that anyway with all the like, I mean, think about it. Well, they're with a different events. Yeah, they've got and they I will give all the credit in the world to their marketing and PR because they have figured out a way to make things like the schedule announcement a big the, deal, a big deal. The draft, which, you know, that's been kind of a time was not a big deal. Now it's, now it's gigantic. It's huge. And I think that more than anything has to do with more and more people paying attention to the college football ranks and how much that has grown. But also the growth of the NFL. And the growth how, of the NFL. How big the NFL is now. You know, the, the like I said, the schedule release, the draft, the start of, you know, free agency and the coaching carousel. I mean, these are all things that have, like, you know, kind of snappy names to them that make the NFL the king of the sports landscape for pretty much most of the calendar year. And, and so so now you have, though, the alternative. Yeah, the XFL and the USFL. XFL starts this weekend, and they'll, they'll overlap. The end of the XFL season starts or ends when... The USFL season begins in April. Then you have the Canadian Football League that starts in the middle of the summer. You got training camp in July. You got preseason football. Pretty much now, football, no matter what, whether it's whatever brand you prefer, XFL, USFL, CFL, NFL, and college football, it's now pretty much a 365 kind of deal where there's going to be football pretty much every single season throughout the course of the year. Which I think is kind of cool, to be quite honest, being a football fan. All right, it's time for... What's happening? All right, start things out with Tristan De Silva's 23 points, paced the cover to men's basketball team to a 67-59 win at Arizona State last night. K.J. Simpson added 12 points with Javon Ruffin scoring 10 points. The Buffaloes outscored the Sun Devils 35-27 to in the second half. The win moves CU to 15-12 and overall, 7-9 in the Pac-12. Former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph is expected to interview for Denver's defensive coordinator position. The Denver Post reports that new coach Sean Payton will interview Joseph after the Cardinals planned on releasing him for his contract. Arizona hired Philadelphia defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as their head coach, and he's expected to play a large role in building the Cardinals' defense. Defense. Under Joseph, Arizona had a top 15 scoring defense in 2020 and 2021, but fell to 31st this past season in Denver. He was fired after two seasons when he went 11-21. and 21. The NFL Network reports that former Jets and Bills coach Rex Ryan remains a favorite to become the Broncos' next defensive coordinator. The Fruita Monument and Central Wrestling teams are in 5th and 8th place respectively after the first day of the 5A State Tournament of Ball Arena in Denver. Wildcats advancing Gino Gallegos, Will Stewart, Oren Meese, Dylan Chelowitzki, True Tobiasen, and Tatum Miller. The Warriors advancing Elijah Hernandez, J.P. Espinoza, William Dean, Dagan Harris, Devin Hickey, and Tyler Zeke. Grand Junction's three state qualifiers did not advance. In 4A, Palisades, Keaton Young was the only Bulldog to move on to the next round. Montrose advanced Aiden Gonzalez, James Schaefer, Daniel Alcazar, Quinn Brown, Raul Rascone, and defending 285-pound state champion, Demarion Lopez. In 3A, 
Delta's 106-pound Dawson Drozdick advanced the second round. Rifles' Parker Miller is into the next round. And 2A Cedarich advanced eight wrestlers to the next round with North Fork sending seven on. Well, Latha's 106-pound uh, Trevor Pyatt is moving on for the Pirates' finals are tomorrow night at Ball Arena. The District 51 Phoenix girls wrestling team is in third place after the first day of the state tournament at Ball Arena. The Phoenix have six wrestlers moving on to the next round with Anaya guajardo Zarate, Molly Dare, Apple Middleton, Shyla Tuzan, also Layla Castro uh, advancing to the next round. D51 is one point behind second place Chatfield and four points behind Discovery Canyon in the team standings. North Fork advanced Velma Bailey and Casey Walsick with Olathe's Abby England and also Lanicia Duran moving on to the next round. Rifles Madison Ferris won her match to move on. Finals for the girls are tomorrow at Ball Arena. The Colorado Mesa men's basketball team picked up a pair of revenge wins this past weekend. Now it's back to Brownson to take on New Mexico Islands tonight and CSU Pueblo tomorrow. Tonight against the Cowboys, they'll have to have their eyes on Dante Moses all night with the Riviera Beach, Florida senior averaging 24 points per game this season. Mavs coach Mike DeGeorge says the Cowboys are a team focused on getting Moses the Rock in a position to shoot. They just run a bunch of series to kind of get him the ball around the free throw line and just let him go one-on-one. And so Matt Renneker uh, did an unbelievable job on him the first time and held them significantly below his averages without having to create all kinds of help. Maverick women's basketball team swept a weekend road series for the first time with wins at Colorado Mines and Metro State. The current three-game winning streak matches their season high, and with four games left before the RMAC tournament, the Mavericks are in the eighth spot, will be in the tournament if it started today. CMU coach Taylor Wagner says they've cleaned up their game a lot, which has given them a chance at making the RMAC tournament. They just continue to you know, figure things out. We're not making as many mistakes as we did earlier on in the year, and that's just timing. They need that time on the court. We've got a different spirit about our team right now. The girls are believing, and hopefully we can continue on. So for uh, both Maverick basketball teams at home tonight and tomorrow, coverage of the women starts at 5.15. They tip it at 5.30 tonight. Or actually, both nights, they'll do that with the minute 7.30 on the Team CMU Sports Network presented by Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. And that's a look at what's happening. What's happening? Brought to you by our friends over at ComWest. At ComWest, they're your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. If you need help with a new business phone system, like the one we have here at the radio station, cybersecurity, backup and disaster recovery, network support, and also PC and server support, they're your technology service partner. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm a big sports addict. I like sports. 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 This is the Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. 102.1 FM, Delta Montrose. Chicago, another game. Welcome back. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, so today, who do you want to be the Broncos' next defensive coordinator? Maybe we'll, we'll put the question out there because Sean Payton's met with Rex Ryan. People seem to have an issue with Rex Ryan for a variety of reasons. Supposed to interview Vance Joseph, former Broncos head coach. I know how you feel about him, pile. <laughs> Chris Richard, they've talked with him. 
Uh, Sean Desai with the Seattle Seahawks. I know they've they had, I believe, a Zoom meeting with with him. And so, who would you like to see be this team's next defensive coordinator? Give us some thoughts. I'm going to venture guess that uh, if there's one of you that says Vance Joseph, I'll be stunned. If one of you says it's Vance Joseph, we know that it's Vance Joseph's burner phone. <laughs> I think Vance is an incredible coach. They got a raw deal at Denver. I think if he sensationally came back to be the Broncos' defensive coordinator, he who knows? Maybe Sean Payton. Yeah, he had many weeks of great practice, and maybe Sean Payton won't do a very good job. And they'll want Vance to coach again. They'll beg for him to coach again. You want signed, me on that wall? Signed you Vance need Joseph. Me on that I mean, wall. signed. Uh, signed Vern uh, Johnson. Ver- yeah, here you go. All right, so text or call the show today, 970-242-1340. Uh, XFL starts tomorrow. Are you footballed out? Or are you ready for some more? And, okay, if you're going to watch, have you picked a favorite team for the XFL? That's going to be your team you're going to watch. Because our buddy Chris Britt, who, who loves this stuff, I, I enjoy watching other football leagues right. i've always in, always enjoyed that you know i love the usfl which the usfl was a the original usfl was a much different animal oh yeah for those that didn't get to experience the american football league the usfl was that it was the rival the upstart we're coming at you nfl we're gonna take players away from you and they did that i mean they took a lot of big names that that were college players like the Herschel Walkers, the Doug Fluties, the Steve Youngs, the Jim Kellys, and those guys played in the, in the United States Football League. And it was really good football. It was very competitive football. It's different than what you're seeing with the XFL and the USFL because they're not going after, they're going to try to go after, you know, CJ Stroud. They're not going to go after guys like they're that. They're not going to get Bryce Young. They're not going to pursue Bryce Young. That's not going to happen. But the old USFL would have. They would have gone after those guys. They had some deep pockets that ran out of cash after a while. And they made the mistake of, by listening to somebody, about going to the fall. Some used to hold a very high position of authority in this country. Hmm. And it killed the league. Absolutely destroyed the league. They didn't get any teams. The NFL didn't bring any of the teams in the fold. That was kind of the plan for some. Hey, we'll we'll get them to we'll force them to emerge or like the old American Football League, and it didn't happen. It didn't work. They said no. They told the USFL guys to go pound sand. I was gonna. You mentioned our our boss Chris Britt. I was gonna save this for four down territory, but since you brought it up, he he and I were having a conversation before we got on air this morning. He is actually going to be in attendance for the uh, Vegas Vipers, a Vegas Vipers game coming up here. Yeah, he's. Got tickets. He's going to go to Cashman. <laughs> Not only does he have tickets, they're on the 40-yard line, row five, seats one and two. Total price for both tickets? You want to you guess? I'll say for, for, total ticket price. Total ticket price uh, for two tickets on the 40-yard line, five rows up. I'll say $30. Uh, you're a little low, 54 Okay, well, but that but so that's basically twenty bucks a pop. Yeah, like 
It's it's twenty seven dollars each. Yeah. You can't you can't like sniff the rock pile <laughs> at Coors Field for twenty seven dollars. You know. Yeah, it, it's I, I I agree. I mean, it, from a from that standpoint, you know, can they can they get some people to show up? Like, the, the, okay, the XFL the two version that got killed because of COVID. It was building a little traction. It was, I'm like, it was not going to be the NFL. It was going to be a rival to the NFL. No. But it was going to be a nice compliment for guys that maybe were backups, that didn't get a lot of playing time, guys that could get a chance to maybe extend their careers a little bit if they choose to do so. Right. Chance to play professional football, make a little money. Salaries were, 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 not, were not bad. And the football was pretty good. It was actually pretty good to watch. And I've talked about Sky Judge, how the NFL totally was blown up by not using the, just taking the Sky Judge system, the transparency and everything, and, and bring it over to the NFL. NFL doesn't want to do that. It's not their idea, so, and they don't want transparency. No, of course Which not. you would think with everything that's gone on, in regard to officiating, that you would want complete and total transparency, particularly now in the age of sports gambling. There were good things about that league. But um, but yeah, Chris is just like very very geeked up about it and very excited. They, what the Vipers are his team, right? Is that I, I believe he's well they're the closest one to us. So I guess they're and I don't think Pittsburgh has their te- has a team, do they? they? You know they have the Maulers. Yeah, they do. Oh, well, but that's then... the USFL though. Oh, okay. That's in the USFL. Well, there the you XFL go. does not have a Pittsburgh team. There you go. So it's it's pretty much a lot of the though let's see the Vipers were Orlando I think or no they're Tampa Bay they're Tampa Bay Vipers and they just moved into Vegas which I think works better because sure. Vegas Vipers it's alliterative yeah it's it, it rolls off the tongue and you know, there's there's snakes in Nevada and and sometimes they're the ones crawling around on the on the ground. <laughs> and, and then there's the ones that you see in the casino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see in the casinos. All right. So uh, tonight on our sister station, the Monkey, which is uh, 95.7 here in the Valley, 97.1 for Delta. Uh, the Delta basketball teams go to Basalt. Of course, uh, we'll find out this weekend. Pairings for the state basketball tournaments coming up. And uh, Mark Cantor had the chance to talk with uh, – Girls coach Kyle Crowder about the matchup with Basalt. By the way, Kyle Crowder brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. More Cantor will have the call tonight over on the Monkey pregame at 515 for the girls, the boys to follow. Here's his conversation with Delta Girls coach Kyle Crowder. Wow. The work isn't done, but it's nice to bask a little in the success you guys have had in league play this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're we're excited to get a couple more games in this weekend. I mean, I feel like there are some things that we we still need to work on um, going into this into the playoffs. So, I mean, I think I think that uh, you know wrapping up the league title tomorrow night. I mean, that's kind of an easy sell to the kids to you know get them to go out and play hard and and want to do it. Um, but kind of like we've talked about in the past, the kids just, I mean, they just want to win. I mean, they, they definitely have a, an attitude of that. So I anticipate we're going to go out and we're going to play hard. And, um, you know, I think good things are going to come from that for sure. So against Coleridge on Tuesday, most of the girls had a solid night of scoring. But everyone kind of filled a role. Kylie Huff led the way with 17 points and also stole the ball seven times. Uh, Ellie Ames did her thing facilitating with six assists. 
Audrey Frazier and Braden Alberg each had five rebounds. Heck, freshman Lily Nelson even had six points off the bench late in the game. So kind of a good all-around effort. Yeah, it was really balanced scoring. You know, it's pretty pretty amazing, you know, when we got one kid in, um, you know, for pretty high double digits and everybody else is that six to ten range. Um, you know, it's it not only makes us versatile, but it also makes us hard to scout, you know, coming in with a game plan like, who are you going to pick out as who's you're going to try to stop? Because if you focus solely on trying to stop Kylie Huff, I mean, we got enough kids around her, um, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to pick up the slack. So just just really balanced overall. Uh, every kid that goes in the game can, you know, play anywhere on, on the zone defense. So, I mean, we do a lot of really good things as a team, and um, I think the kids are enjoying the success that we're having right now, and I think – I think they're kind of ready to have a little break here coming up with the school, but also looking forward to, you know, having somebody a little different stepping on the floor against too. Yeah, you've got winter break next week, like you just uh, alluded to. How is preparation as far as practice and everything for the uh, playoffs going to go with you guys having break next week? You know, it's it's it'll be a different week because, you know, usually that regional format has always been two games or we would be playing the district tournament that week, so we'd be playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so playing on Tuesday, I mean, it makes Monday's practice pretty light. we got to um, figure out who we're going to have and get a little bit of scout and try to figure out what we need to do uh, against them. But then again, after that, then we'll, we'll prepare for two days coming in against another team. Um, so I think next week's actually a pretty easy, easy week for us to um, break up and keep the kids excited about the opportunity. So obviously um, there are things the girls need to work on. You you kind of talked about that, but comment a little on the the well-rounded play of the team all season long and um, how there really isn't a drop off when the subs come in. Yeah, that we're we're in a great situation, you know. And uh, Coach Clay and I always we talk about the fact that we have kids that are on our JV team that would start on a lot of varsity teams in this league. Um, you know, and I 100% believe that had our JV teams played as a team in this league, they would have ended up third um, pr pretty easily, I think. Um, they, they could have definitely competed at that level. So, I mean, it's it, we're in a good place. We've got a lot of kids that are basketball first. We've got a lot of kids that put in time through the summer. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of winning breeds success, you know, and, and so the kids have seen that for the last few years and, and they want to be part of it. And, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty easy thing for them to understand that if you don't put in the work, you're going to get passed up because the competition within our team is so, so good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just very fortunate to have that, but also to have Coach Clay and, and the job that he does with those JV kids to prepare them for the next level as well. Uh, on tap, a rematch. That's Mark Cantor with uh, Kyle Crowder. A little uh, problem with the interview there. A huh. little, little hitch in its get-along, but we'll have uh, the Delta girls at Basalt tonight, likewise for the boys and you'll hear from Rob Ames coming up here in a couple of minutes. And uh, pregame at 5.15, tip-off at 5.30. Uh, for the girls, the boys at 7.30 tonight, or 7 o'clock tonight for that one at Basalt. Mark Cantor out of the call. 95.7 the Monkey, if you want to listen here in the Valley, 97.1 in Delta as the Panthers get ready for the postseason. Likewise, for the rest of the uh, area basketball teams, and uh, for the Fruita girls, chance to clinch the Southwestern League title tonight when they play at Durango. Of course, Fruita boys have already nailed down the SWL title. All right, Jim along with Kate today. Text your calls, 970-242-1340. It is time for sound check. Let's try that again. It is time. Take two. Take two. It's time for sound check. 
Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. So Colorado sports coaching news this year has been on kind of a spectrum. You have the most splashy of news, which is the hiring of Deion Sanders to CU. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have Bud Black gets a contract extension through 2024. Yay. Did you know, though, that the paths of these two soon-to-be or would-be Colorado sports coaches or managers would cross eons ago? Buddy Black explained to 9 News' Jacob Toby. I sent out some... uh, some feelers from our people up to up to Polder uh, uh, to get Dion back to Coors Field or into Denver to you know meet the guys. I think that'd be fun for the players and fun for us too. I you know obviously I pitched against Dion only a couple at bats. I think he got a double off me, but I'm looking forward to seeing him. And here's the deal with Dion. I mean you knew he was over there, right? I mean he had that presence to him. So I know the I know the team. Uh, when he walks into the, the, the locker room, when he walks onto the field, you notice Deion Sanders. And that's the way it was as a baseball player. Even, uh, you know, he put the uniform on. I faced him when he was with the Reds. Uh, but, you know, that game started, he got in the batter's box. You knew that, hey, listen, this guy can run. You, I wanted to keep him off base for sure because there was a stolen base in there. Uh, and there was, a, there was a little bit of fight in the bat, too. I mean, he... You know, he put the bat on the ball a little bit, and he could fly. Uh, but he played with a flair. He had fun. I mean, he, you know, he uh, thing about Dion, he loved playing. You, know, you could tell the way he played football, the way he played baseball, that uh, he loves competing. He loves competing, and uh, I admire that. I appreciate that because, you know, I'm right there with him. But uh, I, I, re- I don't remember the specific at-bat pitch to pitch, but I, I can think back and I can see him in the box with that stance and me on the mound. So there you go. That's a great story. I Buddy Black pitched against Deion Sanders when Deion was with the Reds. And now they're trying to get I want to see Coach Prime throw out a first pitch at a Rockies game. That'd be great. You, you, it's going to happen. It's got to. You know it's going to happen. All right, 748. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Who do you want to be the Broncos' next defensive coordinator? Your thoughts on that today? Are you going to watch the XFL? If you are, you have a team who you're rooting, like, you rooting for with the start of the Rock of the XFL tomorrow. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Yeah, I think they're like the best on the radio. At least at the pro level, the best of the best. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. 751 Jam and Cake today from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Vic Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Who would you like to see be the Broncos' next defensive coordinator? Also, are you going to watch the XFL tomorrow? And if you are, if you, if you care, do you have a team that you're pulling for? Like our buddy Chris Britt, who is now a diehard Vegas Vipers fan. Allegedly. I don't really have a team that I, I like, that I'm... I kind of like the name Brahmas, which there's a tie into The Rock from, for that. Right. It's kind of cool. It's a unique name. Uh, Bry Guy, no plans to watch the XFL, just not interested in subpar league. The Broncos should put their best foot forward oh. and hire 
Rex Ryan. Oh, Bry guy. Oh, clever, clever. Very clever. All right. We played a little bit of the uh, Kyle Crowder interview uh, with uh, Mark Cantor. Delta Boys, they play a basalt tonight over on the Monkey. 97.1 in Delta. If you want to check it out tonight, uh, pregame at 515. And uh, here's uh, Mark talking with uh, Delta coach Rob Ames. And Rob brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Rob, you guys run the in- game the entire way with uh, with Coleridge. Even grabbing the lead with less than a minute, you gave it up. But you still had a chance at the end only to lose by one. Describe the feeling of the team after an emotional loss like that. Yeah, I think they were, well, I, I know we were all discouraged. Um, not not so much discouraged with the ending of the game, but discouraged with the beginning of the game. I just think we put ourselves in a really bad spot. We just didn't have a very, we had a terrible first half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second half, we was that, that was us. Um, so we just got to, we have to stop doing that. If we can just go for four quarters, we won't have to, have it come down to a final possession at the end of a game like that. Uh, the lone senior of the team, Easton Bear, did score a double-double, 16 mm-hmm. points on senior night, so that was nice. Uh, how proud of you uh, were you of his performance? Yeah, I, I love that kid. He's worked hard, and he's um, he's been our leader this year. He's been our leader um, when, when we need a bucket. He's made it. When we need a board, he's gotten it. Um, he's always positive. He's always up for everybody else. He's unselfish. Um, yeah, he's everything you want in a senior. Uh, Eastern's brother Eric seemed to go down with an injury. What information can you give me on that? It's just he's got a back. He's just a he's a puppy, and he's a tall puppy. And so his back, he's tweaked his back about three weeks ago, and it just it just. Uh, does something weird and when he gets himself in different positions on the floor he's fallen weird landed weird a couple of times and it just tweaks on him and then it it's just kind of gone for a while so we're just going to take it slow with him and get him back to where he's healthy for someone that has dealt with back injuries such as myself i know how miserable that can be and how it doesn't take much to to get the back out of alignment and and that so uh Hopefully he can he can kind of keep it straightened out against Basalt. Um, you know I know these boys still want to play and and fight for that that playoff spot. Basalt's the next one. Uh, you got uh, Nyordi or they already hold a victory over you guys this season. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the mindset and what do you guys have to do to beat the Longhorns? Oh, start quick. Have a have a good start. Watching the film of the first time, it was a real similar to our Coleridge second game as we just didn't start out real strong. So if we can start out start out quick this one um, and just get in control and maintain control, I like our chances. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Mark. All right, that's Mark Cantor with uh, Delta Boys coach Rob Ames, both Delta teams at Basalt tonight over on our sister station, The Monkey. And once again, that's 97.1 in Delta, 95 point, uh, 95.7 here in the Valley. And it starts at 5.15 tonight. Mark will have both those games for you over on the Monkey. And, of course, on the team tonight, we got Colorado Mesa basketball against Highlands. It starts at 5.15. All right, next hour, we'll go around the NFL and the XFL. Oh, yeah. Coming up next hour. Also, uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex with us. And our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week next hour as well. That's coming up on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com.